using pre-planned lines on dating apps to start conversation does not work generally for women because we have a sixth sense. We have like a sniff test. We can tell that those lines are maybe lines that you got from a YouTube pickup artist dude, or you even maybe came up with it on your own, but now you've used it for every single girl over and over and over. It's like that saying, give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day or teach a man how to fish and he'll eat for a lifetime. Give a man a pre-written line and he'll date for a day. Teach him how to banter and he'll date for a lifetime or maybe not a lifetime because you'll find the one right away and then you'll stop dating and you'll just be married. But you know what I mean? I am Kristen from kristenandchill.com and I am the banter queen. I teach guys how to charm more than just the socks off of women. And if you're struggling in conversation, if you're getting ghosted, if you're never hearing back, if you're never ever getting the results that you deserve, hit me up at kristenandchill.com. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Ask Women podcast. You get real advice straight from the source. I'm Kristen Carney, one of your hosts here with Marnie Kinris. Uh, she is the author of Get Inside Her. You guys should go buy that along with our behind the scenes stuff uh, at wingrowmethod.com slash behind. Mm-hmm. We have our... Get behind, Kristen. No, don't. Uh, <laughs> um, we have our voice of man who you've heard on the show with us before, Ralph Sutton. You can find him on the SDR show. And uh, the the tour bus as well, but also something special yes. that you want to talk about. Yeah, I'm hosting this crazy rock and roll cruise called the Motorboat, which oh, is that's amazing. Motorhead, Slayer, <laughs> Anthrax, Exodus, uh, Suicidal Tendencies, Hatebreed on a boat with about three thousand people. Wow, sounds like a hippie love fest. It's a crazy, very metal <laughs> sh- boat to a private island in the Bahamas amazing. for a week. Uh, and it's go to motorheadcruise.com. I believe there's still a few cabins available and uh, it's going to be nuts. It's the second one I'm hosting and it, it just awesome. was, it's incredible. So motorheadcruise.com. Wow. That sounds cool. awesome. And then we have uh, Francie back on our yeah, show Francie as well. Bufal, the very, boof. the boof, boof. her boof. Did I, yeah. Did I say it wrong? You, cause you say, you, I mean, you have the wonderful accent, so you say it differently. Boof. Boof. Good. Boof. But boof's fine. Boof's. Boof's. So this episode is going to be all overanalyze this because we don't get to enough questions. But before I did want to comment, on one thing because the two of you were explaining how it went down when you had first met and I wanted to try and use your situation to advise people and help the people who are listening to the show. So when you guys had first met... It was a hashtag fail. Yeah, big fail (laughs) on both parts. And it's It was not a meet cute. It was a fail. (laughs) Right? Okay. So you guys walked into the Ask Women podcast. You sat down in our lovely waiting area. But let me first say that I first held the door open for her to let her into the studio. Yeah, before you bulge past me. Oh, look at this. I let you in and then I walked out. That's not nice. Look at all these things. Okay, so then you sat down, both of you were there, and what happened? Um, I asked her, uh, no, she asked me, are you, yeah. a, are you a relationship expert? Yeah. And I said, no, are you? What do you do? And she said she was a model. I responded with, well, I guess they let anybody on, meaning <laughs> we're not just relationship <laughs> I experts. I think it's kind of funny. Right? Right. And uh, well, first she said, sorry, before that, 
when I said, she said, are you on the show? I said, yeah. And I heard her go like this. Oh God. Right. Like almost like, what the fuck am I doing here? Oh, this happened first. That was the first part. Okay. So that was the before, are you a dating expert? Uh, Yes. Then she asked me, are you a relationship expert? I said, no, I work in uh, rock and stuff. And I said, what about you? And then that's when I said, I guess I'll let anybody on. And (laughs) A, I had the preconceived, oh God, in my head. Right. So you're you're a bitch. And B, I was saying that, all right, it's not just for relationship experts. Which is a relief for for you. Right. Because I was like, oh Jesus, I'm not a... you could have said it in a different way. I feel bad for anyone who witnessed this exchange. It's just making me like... (laughs) Well, then I got very quiet. Then I just like, okay, I'm going to check my uh, uh, Twitter feed now. But it's interesting. So both of you walked in here disliking the other person and assuming something about the other person. So Ralph assumed she was a bitch and it was going to be a horrible, boring show because she would have nothing to do with Well, I actually thought it was going to be an exciting show, but in a very different way. Yeah, right, same. exactly. Yeah. Same. Anger right? way. And then, <laughs> okay, you thought that he was an asshole and, yeah. and you had said that you were waiting to just pick apart yeah, everything I, that I he wanted said. To you were throwing daggers at him because you were angry because you felt insulted. Not so much angry, just kind of, I just wanted to just... Punch take him, him down, you know? Well, when I wanted to take him down. And then to throw in my experience, when I walked in, you both kind of gave me daggers. And I was like, what did I do? I'm just, <laughs> I was like, I don't know what I had my bag to you, so I didn't hear anything or see anything. <laughs> yeah. But that's interesting. So then, but then as the show went on, this is the last show that we did, um, you know, everything sort of calmed down and you started to like the things that he was saying. Yeah. And, and same with you. You, at the end, walked away saying this is a nice And now person. I even follow her on Twitter. Look at this. I know. But, but, like, but, basically, that means we're dating. But before you followed her on... <laughs> yeah, you guys should get married. <laughs> yeah. But before you followed her on Twitter, you tweeted I tweeted out about my her. synopsis of what happened. Right. And then she tweeted back something. Asshole. Uh, and, then, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. and that was during the last show. Like, as the show was happening, <laughs> we, were, we were having like a little Twitter war. Right. As I know. the first and few I'm minutes of the show. sitting like an idiot thinking <laughs> we're thinking they're listening to what you're saying. Exactly. Cool. Like, out of nowhere, we just took our headphones off and just went at each other. <laughs> you fucking bitch. Exactly. But the interesting thing here is that your perception of each other changed. Right. right? That, you, that given a few more moments and a few more examples of what you have to offer, your perception of each other changed. So how do people do that in real life? So let's say this was a scenario where you weren't at a bar because I know you don't drink, but let's say you were at some sort of function, right? Where mm-hmm. you were meeting other people who were in your industry or potentially, or just even your friends of friends where you're meeting other people. And this guy came up to you, was introduced to you and and potentially said something that in his mind was like, oh, I'm making a nice comment or a joke. And in your mind was insulting. Yeah. How, how and can your vision of him change? Can he win you back? Afterwards? If he wants to win me back. But remember at the time he thought, you know, a certain way of me too. Right. So I think if you're with the person a little bit longer or there's another reason why you're still standing with each other and he wants to win you back, then sure. But unfortunately, I'd probably say like 98% it's not going to happen. I think that if, if we were in a social situation where we, I actually heard her talking and watching her engage people, I might have then thought to myself, okay, so she's not a bitch. Maybe it was just miscommunication. Seconds. You know, yeah. if we were in it, but if it was just that little meeting and then we, we were on two different different shows, I would have never thought about her again. I would have, you know, that would have, other than my tweet out. And if I, if that tweet back to me was, did I, and we were never seeing each other, I would be like, yeah, you absolutely did. You know, that would have been my response back, you know, but because we were forced to engage, you know, and that could be socially or on a, on a podcast, if you happen to be doing that for a living, Mm -hmm. um, you then were forced to reevaluate each other. 
Is there a way to do that in real life? If you choose to, but yeah. I think most people wouldn't choose to. That's why I'm saying But none. evidence is showing now. that now, not not that you're like going to make babies with each other, but- you Well, the night is still young. But you respect <laughs> each other and you like yeah. each other. So there is something, there is some value there. So is there a way to apply what we've watched here to real life? But some people are just assholes. I mean, that's the unfortunate <laughs> truth. So you may not be- but how do you Some decipher? people, most people. Yeah, you don't have to. I mean, I don't think you do, unfortunately. I think you do, like you said, I think on our- on the last show we recorded with you guys is that sometimes there are just good missed opportunities that you'll never know about because you didn't look past that initial thing. And also some people come up, you're just in a bad mood. You had a bad day and you take it out on someone by accident. But also first impressions, first impressions, sorry, don't always last. Like the first impressions thing, I get it in a job interview or when it's professional or something in business. But personally, like you said, someone could just be having a bad day or you could have miscommunicated something you were trying to get across. Um, And it's it's important to give people a second chance sometimes, you know? And also because I found that we were going to be on a show together, I kind of shut down out there too because i wanted to engage on the air i think that would make made for a good show yeah yeah, so that i always nowadays look at it that way the you know save it for the show don't tell the story don't engage more now because i know we were going to be talking for an hour oh that's actually a really good tip for people who have already set up a date who like text the crap out of each other yeah, before they go on a date and yeah. burn it out. Surprise. Save it for the yeah. actual date. Okay, I'm going to get to overanalyze these questions because we don't really ever get to a lot of them and there are a lot that keep coming in and I feel overwhelmed by them. Okay, so on your uh, one of your previous shows, um, brought up a great point about how a lot of American men have been taught at a young age that male assertin- assertiveness is evil and they are often shamed for having sexual feelings for women. Is It is my impression that on the other end, women are conditioned to see assertive men as a threat or at the very least as an undesired inconvenience when going about one's daily life. My question is, where is the line between being anno- between annoying a woman with your approach versus seducing her? What is the one thing that I can do differently to differentiate myself from all of the other creeps and idiots out there that are making my life so hard? Thank you for your insights <laughs> and over anal- analysis, John. First of all, it's funny, he says all of the other. He's grouping himself <laughs> as an idiot by saying all of the other. If he were to just said idiots out there. Yeah. By saying all the other, he's implying that he's also an idiot. Yeah. Well, but th- well, no, I, he's I more that, saying like you people, like I love when people say like you people because yeah. it's like, it's like, not, it's not me. me. It's not me. <laughs> I'm going to say two quick things on that, which is number one, I always feel the difference between a guy that is a stalker lunatic and a guy that's a romantic sweetheart is whether or not the girl's attracted to him or not. That happens very, very often, right? That's yeah. that an advance that might be considered charming if he's good looking or you, that's number one. No, nope, num- that is very true. Number two, bravado is a big thing. Women like confident guys. I, I the, think, I, think is- I disagree with what he said mm-hmm. completely. Yeah, I don't so do really I. know where he got that. I don't really from. know where he got that from either, but it's interesting that that's how he heard it. I, I think aggression is not really a desired trait well, for a horrible. lot of women, right. but a lot of men get confused with being aggressive and being assertive. Assertive is stating what you want, being clear, being direct, not right. being a uh, doormat, not getting walked over, not being a wimp, not being weak. Uh, being assertive is a attractive quality to men and to women. Yeah. Um, it's funny. Okay. So I had a, an interesting interview recently for the product that I do for women. I interviewed my friend, Adam Lyons, and he... Um, has, has like all these new things. Adam Lyons. I love Adam Lyons. I don't know what he's saying. But he's kind of crazy and like all over wow. the place. But I British. think he has some wonderful oh, things yeah. to say. No good? Uh, no, he's fantastic. She likes him. Listen to him. Wow, you guys are really split. split I know. He, he, he wears, that for our he meeting, wears outfits of all linen. I mean, wow, that's hilarious. I mean, that to me says <laughs> oh, a lot. God, I Maybe he lives like a that. real life of leisure. 
That's he does. Maybe he that's I'm not does. okay with that. But he, someone should get a job. We were having this conversation, <laughs> but for for women, right? So uh, when um, giving advice to women, but I think it totally applies to men as well. There's a difference between intent and intent and attention. Like like stating your intent that you are sexually attracted to somebody that you would like to date them, that you find them attractive, whatever it is. That is an assertive, clear cut thing to do. That is welcomed by people who want to welcome it back and mm-hmm. maybe, you know, off-putting by others. But it will never be defined as creepy or too much. But when you start giving too much attention, that's when it becomes creepy. When you are in constant fear that you're going to lose that person's attraction. When you're um, trying to... There's nothing worse than that. Yeah, when you're giving them too much attention, when you're texting them all the time with Again, nothing though, really to say. if you're really into the dude, I don't think that, like, if some girls... Would love that attention if they're really into the dude. I don't think that would But I think that would make her not be as into the dude. But if she's also giving the same thing back, then it is okay. Yeah, if she's giving the same thing back. If they're constantly giving attention, that's not stating your intent or being assertive. I I also think like the worst thing for a guy is like to say to a girl, well, what do you want to do tonight? Where do you want to go? Like girls like a guy that takes a little bit of the, I'm going to take you to my this, I'm going to pick you up at this time, take a little bit of the control of the situation. Mm -hmm. That is assertive. But there's not, I think aggression sounds dangerous. Yeah, I completely you, agree with you. You've got to be assertive, otherwise, it's the right. point. Yeah, know? so I, I kind of disagree. But I think it has to be reciprocated, otherwise, that's when it does become creepy. Like I said, that guy that proposed to me that was just a friend, <laughs> a little creepy. Yeah, I've had two was, women propose to me. But what that also seems that? very inconsistent, but it came out of nowhere. So that's not really being assertive. Exactly. And it, it, but that, but it, I think he, he thought probably it felt being, it was assertive. Yeah, right. because his speech that came along with it was I'm like, going to do this, I'm going to yeah. take her by the hand and yeah. lead her. Yeah, and no, not good. Into so, my, into my dungeon. So what's the, fine, yeah. what's the fine line for you? Um, like when does it step over to being creepy and too much for you? When I don't feel the same way about them. Mm-hmm. If, you know, if I'm, if I'm trying to set very um, strict friendship rules, I think that becomes pretty obvious and the guy needs to sort of wake up to that a little bit more. But what are those rules? What do they look like? Here's a form that they have to file with the yellow mm-hmm. book. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Just like not touch, not touching, not, you know, not flirting. Um, Let me ask you this friends. question. When a guy that you're just friends with takes you out to dinner, yeah. do you pay your half? Yeah. Okay, that's good. Because that to me is a big indication. No, be honest. Be honest. No, I do sometimes. Because sure. if, if a girl accepts a free meal, Really? Yeah, I feel like I take turns. Well, that's fine. No, 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 the turns is fine. But I'm saying if I'm if the girl's never offering, always just expecting. I'll say I'll take turns and never go again. Well, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying so though, you pay this time. If I'll you're accepting, time. if you're accepting again. all these things from a dude that he's sending an Uber to pick you up, that you're going out to dinner all the time, he's taking you to great restaurants, and you have no physical intention with him. If you've told him I'm not attracted to you, he and he still does it, that's then it's on him. Right. Exactly. But so, if you haven't said that. And he's done, then I think there's something wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, nothing in life is free, right? So when a guy pays for stuff or does stuff, it's because they want a little bit of vagina. You right. Know? That's just the fact. That's the way it goes. So as long as, you know, you're aware of that and you're not taking advantage of the guy, um, he can be as assertive as he likes, as long as he knows his place. If he is knows that, that being assertive? I think it's being um, silly to me. Like I, I Well, I don't, I don't know. See, I don't consider that being assertive. Like, hey, I think it's being I think that if you're, if you're whining and dining a girl that is not interested in you and has made it clear that she's not interested in you, why are you doing that? It's assertive if you say, I'll pay for the dinner, but I, but I want, want more after. from you. Yeah, that's yeah. assertive. Well, that, would be, that would be weird also. Though. But I'm saying they're like, 
it's it's on at some point it becomes like if the guy is not getting anywhere but not more i don't i don't mean for him to go i'm taking you out to dinner but i want more from you right now yeah. like right <laughs> when we're finished i want to also finish you you <laughs> for dessert or something yeah. but like him stating his intentions as, really good at i'm taking talk. you out to dinner <laughs> as i want to be your boyfriend yeah you know that's what i mean it's sort of yeah like no, but I want to dive into this a little bit more. So, like, so like, these guys like, that you were friends with in the past, were they doing these things for you? Were they paying for things? And- um, yeah, but I'd say it was, you know, 50-50. I was paying for yeah. stuff for them too. That's fine. You know? That's totally fine. But you see, but you know what happens when that when you do that, right? When you start paying for stuff too, and then the guy likes you already, and then the guy realizes that you have your own money and you pay for stuff too. It's kind of like chiching, and then they get even more attracted to you, and then it's like, well, oh, that's weird. Bitch can pay our own way, and then they start to like you more, and then and then it just makes things no, it makes worse. Or I feel like it makes them feel insecure. Like, oh, she doesn't need no, me for anything. Me. I should, I, you know, I think some guys that feel like... they walk around saying, my girlfriend pays for half of us. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, she's paying for stuff for me. Maybe she is interested. And I'm like, no, dude, you just bought me that last time. So I'm buying it back for you. You know, you got to be careful. Yeah, I think you that really to me, that's the universal sign that a girl is not interested in me. Yeah, when is she that pays. If she says, I'll when pay for my Oh, no, 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 no yeah. I'll yeah. pay. Yeah, yes. then yes. I'll go, that's Oh, oh, I didn't tell the story. Oh, I say, well, I thought was saving it because he was also coming on, on our podcast, but he never responded. He's a comedian. But I was out the other night um, doing a show and this comic who I've seen around, we always kind of have like fun banter. He was like, I go, I'm going to go grab a drink. And I usually never say this, but we always kind of chit chat. I said, I'm going to go grab a drink at the bar. We were standing like in the club, like whispering to each other. So it's kind of awkward. And so we went and sat at the bar and he was like, oh, I'll grab it for you. And I go, honestly, I have a boyfriend. Like, it's okay. <laughs> Because I, I don't know how right. else to say it, and I never and I never throw it in there, and then it gets weird and awkward, and I didn't really know. And he goes, "Well, I was hitting on you, so that's good to know." Yeah, that's Thank great. You. I Aww, love when I love sad. when women do that when yeah. they drop the boyfriend. Say, and even to any single woman listening, even if you don't have a boyfriend, if you just say that you do, it takes you out of like I'll ask if I ever do hit on a girl. One of the things I'll ask in the conversation is, "Are you single?" And that gives the girl the opportunity to lie if she's not interested. You just say no, and then I'm right. I, I'm done. Right. That's good because the girl then has to find the right place to kind of throw it in and it makes it a little awkward. And then you yeah. do you continue the conversation or not? But when he said thanks because I was hitting on you, it made it funny and yeah, kind that's of great. That's a great you're buying me right. a drink. That right. dude had a great response. Right. And so he still ended up buying me the drink because he was getting a he had a free drinks anyway from his set. I don't know why I didn't have any because right. I was also on the show. But anyway, I ended up like tip paying the tip and he put it on like whatever. But anyway, I thought I'd never done that before. I, love so I was always that. too afraid to do yeah, that. No, I, I love that. Yeah. That's a great thing. I always yeah. feel bad saying that. So sometimes Me I just too, go out and wear a ring, you know, sometimes uh, just yeah, that, a ring that, on. Simple. Just, yeah. Simple. Yeah. That's a great thing. It's that's very a, that's effective a very logical too. thing. You know, yeah. I thought to do that, but I've thought, I don't want people to think I'm married though. <laughs> like, cool. like, Someone calls no, up your boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. They think I'm old or something. Like I don't want to. Someone calls up your boyfriend and says, dude, your girlfriend's married. Exactly. All right. I'm I'm going to interrupt all this wonderful conversation going on right now, and we are going to take a quick break and we'll be back after this. I bet that you love betting. Huh? My odds are pretty high. And Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, no pun intended, and you can track all the action at betonline.ag. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including the MLB, 
NBA, NHL, and your UFC MMA action. Real-time updated odds and props are there for almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and even better, it's free to sign up. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and take advantage of the 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code CLNS50 to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle, and that's flirting or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly, and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty and you'll find out all about it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And we're back. (laughs) Okay, next question. My name is Nick, and I have to say that I highly enjoy listening to your podcast. I work at a golf course and spend about eight hours a day riding around on a mower and listening to your podcast. Makes time time fly. My only complaint is that you guys have great chemistry and often have to cut some conversations short due to your time limits. Other than that, you're a fantastic woman. Oh, good complaint. I know. I'll I'll take take it it every (laughs) single day. As to my question, I would like to know how a guy should deal with an embarrassing sexual background. I am 20 years old. I lost my virginity when I was 16 to an escort in in hopes of relieving myself of my social anxiety with females. That plan backfired and I have carried the habit of seeing escorts up until now. The whole time I felt disgusted with myself and had severe feelings of remorse after every session. The ease of obtaining physical gratification became addicting and I have been fighting often unsuccessfully against it. I know that many women see the use of escorts, prostitutes, hookers, etc. as disgusting and pitiful. So I have some serious qualms about sharing my use of such services. I am scared to answer questions about sexual history and have often made up fake stories. Pathetic, I know. I have never been with a woman. I did not pay. I was safe every time. I have done multiple STD checks and doctor appointments and am all clean. Is there any hope for me? Nick. 
Yeah, you're only 20 years old. Is he 20? There's, there's always, but that's wow. a crazy, wow. when you're 16, to start with an escort when you're 16. Jeez. What happened? Yeah. That's what I want to know. Well, a lot, of guys, a lot of guys do that as an option because yeah, you there's know other happens. people who have had sex, they have it, they feel embarrassed. They're like, fine, let's just get it over if with. If you see all your friends are getting laid, you're like, yeah. shit, what's going on with me? So yeah. I've, yeah. I've heard that before. But that. to keep going though, yeah. only see with escorts, that sounds like a kind of mild sex addiction. Yeah, it mm-hmm. seems like that's he's like a more problem. into that. Yeah, that's not really a confidence thing with women. That's that's like a, an like an issue, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like maybe he needs a little bit of help with that. Well, definitely. There's like a sex addiction diet. Uh, Mark Mason talks about it because he had a huge uh, porn addiction. And it, not that it was, it, it is kind of in the same realm or a similar realm, um, but I would go check out. He has a whole blog. But about this, my but feeling did, but. In, in general is that if your personal feelings are okay with what you're doing, there it's is fine. no right or wrong in sexuality. He's obviously... Uh, not happy with his choices. So then mm-hmm. he needs to make changes. But if someone loves sleeping with escorts and has no problem with it, then I have no problem with that. Yeah. You know, especially if you're doing things that you don't care if people find out about it, that means you feel confident about it. Then anything's fine. And it believes in sexually, there is no right or wrong in anything. As long as someone that you're doing things with is on the same page. Right. I agree with you. So how, how does he break that news or does he break that news to people that he's sleeping with? Because as we said on the last show that we were on, that I've done a lot of crazy sexual things in my life. Um, I always say to a girl, my past is my past. How we interact with each other is what you need to base our relationship on. Whatever I did before this is irrelevant to our relationship. Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't work for a girl, then that doesn't work for a girl. Right. And so, so what do you say? So, so let's say you were dating a guy, you really liked him, you enjoyed him. He was gr- a great partner in bed, wonderful, respectful, loyal, mm-hmm. all, all of that stuff, everything you've been looking for. And he says, I want to talk to you about something yeah. just because I want to be completely transparent. Mm-hmm. This this was my past yeah. before we had been together. Mm-hmm. How I mean, would you react? I think, it's, I think talking about the past is important because it is still who you are, you know? And I don't believe that people particularly change. I think you grow and, you know, the way you handle things is different or, you know, addictions, you can curb addictions or whatever, but I don't believe you completely change. So I think telling someone about your past is really important and it does play a part in your current relationship and your future relationship because you need to know who the person you're in bed with is, you know, so something so like that. So what concerns would you have with that? I would, I mean, he said he's been checked, he's healthy and stuff. Obviously that's the main thing. Um, but the psychological thing, what, what was the reasoning behind it other than a confidence boost? At 16, sure, you want to lose your virginity, pay for an escort, but to continue with that up until 20 and you're a man at 20. So there has to be deep rooted, you know, more issues than just a confidence thing. Especially that he's never had a regular relationship, he said. He's never... Yeah. That's, that's, an that's the only way that he's had Because also yeah. he hasn't developed, you know? He, he hasn't developed by by having relationships with women and get into the stage of having sex with a woman for the first time who, you know, you're fond of or you have feelings for. That's an issue, you know? You, but now he's he is doing that with you. So let's say you're three months into the relationship and yeah. he does say this to you and, and he has now created a relationship and he's showing to you that... He isn't like a crazy person in psychological. Then, disorders. as long as he's consistent and you know he he he's well, he's not any other word apart from consistent. Then, then would it upset this, you that that was his I background? Mean, it, it, sure, it would upset me. But as long as you know he doesn't do it behind my back and he's faithful and he's you know 
can see that see would it. be the only concern that I would have. Same. Yeah. And, and, and also with that it might be an inkling to cheat. But yeah. I, I don't yeah. think yeah. it's something he should, should open with. Hi, my name's Nick. I like sleeping with prostitutes. No, that's a second date conversation. Yeah. <laughs> something that yeah. you you admit at once you realize something's going somewhere. The only thing that would be more disappointing to me would be like, hey, I drive an escort. Those cars are terrible. That would be like the thing that I'd be more disappointed. No, but you'd always think in the back of your mind, is he is he having a little but if you, know, you if you did ask something. if you did ask those questions of him and just say like you know was this an addiction for you or if, if he had listen we only have what we have in the email and he did give an explanation that you know what I still I I wanted sex I saw my friends were doing it and it was just easier to go it's also this good, but it's going to make him very hard to have regular relationships because he's used to just that and for four years of doing right. this a woman to do whatever he wants no questions asked is going to screw with your head because yeah because once he comes to, into in contact with a regular girl yeah, who doesn't really do what yeah. you ask or yeah. you know has to be wooed and loved yeah, and, he's going to be like what the hell he's going to work out for himself the real he's also just twenty asking. though you know like think about you know exactly you I think kid, he has time you know? to develop and everything but i think he's so down this like rabbit hole that once he started my voice cracked yeah. and i will never <laughs> redeem, I redeem myself um Ooh. he's just basically freaked himself out so much because i think once he did it once he was like oh i want to have sex again but i don't know how to do it with a regular per- regular girl because escorts are regular people yeah um he had to go to another girl and then he did it was easier to go to an escort again and again and again and again. So he's just dug himself a hole and he doesn't know how to get out of it. But I don't think it's as hard to get out of as he's so. making it out to be. No, so I, I think, think you so. literally just start to have a human being relationship and you don't build it into this big mountain that he has. So I mm-hmm. think that's what he's done. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And I, I think that the main question that you're asking is, do you reveal this information to somebody that you're seeing? And I, like, we, I, I, I was mean, also saying this on the last show, like your information is your information. I don't think it's that necessary. I don't think yeah. you have to. No, it's not like if you had an STD, yes, you yeah. have to reveal that information. But if it that is your past, you can share it with exactly. the person you're dating whenever you want to. Exactly. And you don't even have to. I well, agree. If you have an inkling yeah. that you're going to cheat, like I said, if that's, you know, the two main things, health and is he going to do yeah. behind my back? And if he feels like he is and he can get help with that, then talk about it with your partner. But you don't need to... It's your own business. I always say if you're going to cheat, it's so much easier just to end the relationship. If you, you know, it's just your only person you're hurting, you're you're being selfish. Mm -hmm. If you want to cheat, then just end your relationship. You shouldn't want to cheat with with someone you're dating. I completely agree with you. Okay, last question, and then we are going to end the show because this one has to be a little bit shorter today. In your opinion, why is being assertive, going after what you want, going for what you want, part of being a masculine man? Is there any logic behind it? Who or what made those rules? And why are guys, men, not... Or why are guys and men not supposed to be bitter and resentful over having to take the lead with women? Why are us guys, men, supposed to view, see that role as a gift? Why are we supposed to embrace that? Oh, God, he sounds like hard work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's asking, why are men in the male role? Yeah, he's basically... Yeah. <laughs> That's what he's basically saying. Yeah, he's, but he's, he's saying, why... Is the male role the male role? Like, why, why is that your responsibility? Yeah, I mean, that's just, Let's yeah, go right back. I, I think that's just the way the world is. You know, what can you say? Why do we stand when we pee as men? Mm-hmm. They can't change <laughs> how we are. That's just where we are. And I mean, I'm sure if you want to be in that subservient role, there's a whole subset of humanity that absolutely loves to have that. Yeah. But that's just not where mainstream relationships are. But if you choose to be in that female or subservient role, go online. There's thousands of places that you can... Good thing this guy's like not a black dude because if he's bitter about just being a man, he's like, how are we not supposed to be bitter about being a man? 
thank God you're not black because if you are bitter about being a man, imagine being like relatives of people who were slaves. You'd be so bitter then, right. you know, I mean, you're a man and it's not, it's you shouldn't be it bitter about being you, you a breadwinner. You being bitter about the way that the world works, or you can learn how the world, the way the world works and use it with good intention and integrity. So exactly like what Ralph was saying, this is my belief system. These, these things are what they are because they are what they are. Mm-hmm. And in the realm of the world, that is what attracts and turns on women. Mainstream. And you can't, but you there's, can't, there's, there's but there is Exactly. There's a complete subset where it's the complete opposite, yeah. where women are completely turned off by that. But at the end of the day, it, it's not your, you can't think of it as your role and you have to be this person. You don't have to be that person right. if you don't want to be that person, but yeah. you may not get what you want. Find a dominatrix and be super subservient. No, just, be very you know what? Just, he needs to just be himself and the right person will attract to him. You know, like if he, if he doesn't want to be the person who leads the relationship, yeah. then he will attract someone who wants to lead the relationship. Yeah, no, I you know? agree with that. Yeah. So. Definitely. Okay. Well, that was shorter than I thought. <laughs> All right. Hello, women and ask women guests. My name is Keith and I'm a young black 20 year old from the tiny island of Bermuda. Just so you know, Bermuda is located in the middle of the Atlantic. No, we are not affected by the Bermuda Triangle. I vacationed to <laughs> Jamaica right. recently with my family and while at the resort, I met a young woman. She's an entertainer at the resort and we hit it off right away. We found out a lot about each other and we have similar taste in music. I thought it said testes. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a whole different email. I know. It's like, I similar, wish that's what it said. <laughs> similar taste. My eyes are horrible. Taste in music. And she is a great dancer. So am I. Over the next few days between the different activities my family was doing, we spent as much time as we could together, which wasn't much. Are you Twittering each other? Which wasn't <laughs> much because the resort had policies against their employees being with guests romantically. Even though we what? haven't uh, That's a standard thing. You hear that all the time. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, he worked there. No, she worked, she worked there. there. Okay, okay I'm sorry. I thought they were both guests. How am I, we spent how am I much Twittering time and following the Which conversation? Which wasn't better. much because she couldn't spend a lot of time with him because the resort had policies I'm against their employees being with the guests romantically. Even though we haven't even kissed yet, we've both uh, caught feelings for each other. Ooh, they feelings. It's like STDs. I know. My question is, do you guys have any tips for long-distance relationships? Anything would be great. Thanks for your help I in thought- this. Love the podcast. Good laughs plus good advice equals genius. Oh, thanks. Wow. I thought he was saying that they were both guests and the hotel was like, guests can't hook up with other guests. I was like, what is this? Kindergarten, what is happening? That I, sense, I find, okay. A, that a lot of times girls will use that as an out because they're not interested. They're saying, oh, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. But I've had women say like, oh, I can't do that. And then when I check out, they gave me their phone number on on the, on the yeah. receipt. So I think it's just an easy out. So maybe she's not as into him as he'd like to think she is. Yeah. You know, and number two, long distance relationships have a simple answer. They don't work. Really? They do not work. It's unless? not possible. There is no unless. They don't work. I just don't believe that. Really? Yeah. I keep saying the same thing. Really? Personally. Really? <laughs> unless? How about you? Unless? Frenzy. Hmm. Well, um, firstly, I think he needs to kiss her. Like, what's that about? They have mm-hmm. feel they call feelings for each other? Try it out. You got to test it first. Or um, test But it's interesting because when I'm reading this, I hear, <laughs> I hear what you were saying in the last episode where there is a situation where he has built something up in his mind that there is this relationship there. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm not it's seeing suspect. it. Yes, I I don't know if there's actually a relationship there because even though you're not allowed to be romantic, she can still spend as much time with you as possible. And if she's not sneaking away to spend more time with you, um, she's probably not. Oh God, are you periscoping? What the heck? There's too many things that are social in here. You know what? No, I agree. Actually, I think this the 
he sounds like he has a little bit of a fantasy Yeah, because she she's said, already asking about a long-distance relationship, and, and they, haven't, they kissed. haven't kissed yet. And she yeah. said, we can't date because I work here, which is a Run. easy out. Right, Run. she's not spending out. much time with right. you. Yeah. As, and then when she gets off work, she's not trying to spend more time. Anyway, that's what I'm yeah. sensing is going on. But to answer the question about long-distance relationships, long-distance relationships require a lot of effort on both people's ends. Um... And there has to be an end game in play. If it's for three months, yes. that's fine. But I'm saying Eventually, in general, it yeah. doesn't work. It Eventually, doesn't you work. have to not be long distance and somebody has a sacrifice or there has to be a compromise made. But there there are ways to keep um, relationships alive if there is distance between the two of you for long periods of time. Yeah, yeah but it's very, very rare. It is it's very, very rare. rare. And I think that if it's if I've been dating you for six months and now you're going to take a job for four months, it's going to send pref- you away. That I prefer a long-distance relationship. I think you would thrive like in a long-distance relationship. I really distance. would Yeah, but great. then it's not exclusive, I would think. That's perfect. Fine, as long as huh? that, that works, you know, I'm sure that's easy. If you're just seeing each other once in a while, no questions asked, that's not really a relationship. I mean, that's a relationship, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But an exclusive relationship, I don't think is a long-term solution if it's long distance. I agree with not a long-term solution, but I think that that relationships can be built with there being distance as part of it. With as long as as long as there's a ring. But as long as there's an end in sight, that distance is going to be. Some sort of scenario they bring you two together. Yes. Like a ring. Like a ring. Where the distance is like you're beside me in bed at the very end. Yeah. Where it can't be long distance forever. I'm sure there has been a couple of successful relationships that exist like that, but I don't think that Yeah, I mean there are rules in general I'd say it's not gonna work. Yeah, I agree with you. Especially okay. if he hasn't kissed you yet. Exactly. You're not in a long-distance relationship. Like, let's put the, you know, yeah. the kibbutz on there. Kibbutz. She's a performer there. She probably goes to solid. We're going to go kibbutz. pray in a kibbutz. I know, the kibbutz. <laughs> Sorry, it's Rosh Hashanah. I'm getting all, all Jewish right now. Um, okay, that is it for our show. I'm glad we got to do some overanalyze this questions. Thank you guys for sticking around and doing Thank the second you. show with us, even though you hated each other. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but so glad to see that you've now... Turned your He's taking photos around. of me. The whole I took a photo through. of the room. Yeah, the room. yeah, whatever. I was zooming. <laughs> oh, now she thinks I'm you're in on you. again. She's totally yeah. over you. It was the room under the table. You know, it's funny what? that if I'm being honest, I took a photo, honestly, of the room. But the idea is I've gotten like six or seven people asking me, what did the girl look like that said, oh, oh God. So I just think it's oh, funny. Great. Put that up there. Great. Great. So I've got a big microphone I didn't, in my I face. didn't put it on yet. If you don't want me to put it up, I won't put it up. I'm not <laughs> put it up. Ass. Put it up. But don't show us. And by the way, let me say it quickly. I am Ralph Sutton on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. I am Ralph Sutton. And don't forget to join me on the Motorhead Cruise, motorheadcruise.com. Perfect. It's going to be amazing. Perfect. Francoise Booth, guys, on Twitter. That's where you can find me. On Francoise Booth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome. And you guys are wonderful for listening to this show. New episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday. Please go and download episodes, but also save some time and effort and just subscribe to the damn thing so that it automatically goes onto your phone so you can listen to your podcast while you're on a tractor at work or <laughs> wherever the hell you are. Uh, but you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for being thank wonderful you. guests. Thank you. And thank you so much for being awesome listeners. Please keep your questions coming. Write them into ask at askwomenpodcast.com and we'll see you guys next week.